All right, Jabo said, good morning. Let us begin. Beautiful, beautiful daf ahead of us today. Begin by thanking our sponsor, our sponsors for the month of Sivan, Baruch Meir and Rina Dubin, and the Shalema for their niece, Chavat Sipora, Bas Chaya Malka. May she, together with Kol Chole Yisrael, have a complete and enduring refuah. And with that, let us begin. Today's daf is Pei Vav 86. We are actually going to pick up on Pei Hei Amud Beis 85b. We left off, I apologize, I know we left off like right at the tail end. Al Amar Ashi. 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 15 lines up from the bottom. So we'll say, so just to quickly reorient ourselves, we're actually in the middle of a, of a fascinating sugya that was highlighting the distinction between a biblically prohibited marriage and a rabbinically prohibited marriage. And the idea that the Gemara was highlighting, or the Mishnah already highlighted, that if a man marries a woman who is an Isra Da'araisa, there is still a Ksuva. Whereas if a man marries a woman who is an Isra Da'arabanan, what the Gemara calls a Shani, there is no Ksuva. So we were trying to understand exactly why that is, because it seems incredibly counterintuitive. Shabbos say essentially we had two answers. We had two answers to this. We had Rosh Hashim and Elazar, and we had Rebbe. Rosh Hashim and Elazar essentially said that Halacha Lamaisa, Halacha Lamaisa, the goal over here is to go ahead and encourage the dissolution of the marriage. Sin of biblically prohibited marriage, where there's going to be a change in status, a negative change in status, that negative change in and of itself is going to be the impetus for the dissolution of the marriage. But Halacha Lamaisa, again, in a rabbinically prohibited marriage, a Shniya, a Shani, there's no status change. So because there's no status change, therefore, again, there's no impetus to divorce. Therefore, the impetus for divorce has to be the lack of a ksuva. A woman's not going to want to stay in a marriage where ultimately there's no ksuva. Rebbe says, interestingly enough, it's a simple distinction. Da'araisa versus dirabanan. Da'araisa doesn't need chizuk. We, we're confident. This is actually interesting. We're confident that when people violate an isa da'araisa, which happens... They're going to want to fix it. They don't want to fix it. And you don't really need to put any teeth on that in order to encourage them to t- fix it. Versus a dirabanan, where again, people are people. We're generally more lax with rabbinic law than we are with biblical law. And therefore, that requires a bit more teeth. Now, I'll say that's the machlokas. Now, the interesting part was this davar acher. This davar acher piece was this idea they were then added on something extra. The something extra was that essentially, essentially, in a situation where she encourages the marriage, she is the one who is penalized with the loss of aksuva. In a situation where he would encourage the marriage, ultimately, again, the ksuva is intact. Essentially, leaving the ksuva intact is a penalty to him. So I will say, so then the Gemara, <laughs> we drank the whole yesterday's daf again. So again, then the Gemara essentially goes ahead and tries to figure out who, who's saying the Davar Acher? Is the Davar Acher a statement of Rebbe? Is the Davar Acher ultimately a statement of Rabbi Shem and Elazar? And what's the Nafkamina? What's probably the Davar Acher and the other stated opinions? That's where we pick up. So the Gemara says, Ela Amr Ravashi, Machzir Safek Sotaso Ika Benayu. Ravashi could say the Nafkamina between the opinions would be the case of a person who's remarrying his Safek Sota. Mandamar Daraisa, Hanami Daraisa. So the one who says that ultimately the distinction is between a daraisa dirabanan, this is also an isa daraisa. Umandar neshu margila, and the one who says that we look at who initiates the marriage, ha he margila lay. In this situation, she would go ahead and 
try to entice him to marry. To marry. But according to Masa Ben Kharash, who says that in a sota situation, if the husband is on the way to go out and cause his wife to drink and to, to administer the waters, and he has relations with her, that act of relations makes her a zona. So now we have a status change. And then, she would not encourage him to go ahead and engage in this kind of marriage. The case would be the case of a sota vada, an actual sota, which isn't isr da'oraisa, which isn't isr da'oraisa, but yet halacha that would be a situation where she would be the one who would initiate trying to create the marriage. Good. And I will say, bottom line, bottom line, how do we explain the distinction between a marriage that is an isr da'oraisa versus a marriage that is an isr da'rabanan? In that, an isr da'oraisa has a ksuva and an isr da'rabanan does not. How do we explain that distinction? Very simple. We adapt the position of Rebbe, namely there is a fundamental difference between Daraisa Dirabanan. Divrei Torah, Einon, Srichon, Chizuk, Divrei, or Dirabanan, what was the Lashon? Divrei Sofrim, Srichim, Chizuk. That Allah Chalamaisa, the rabbis felt the need to bolster rabbinic law, did not feel the need to bolster biblical law, and therefore Allah Chalamaisa, there is a Ksuva in a situation of an Isra Daraisa, no Ksuva, in a situation of an Isser Dirabanon. That's how we pass in Abosai Halacha Maisa, and that's reflecting this Halacha. I will just say, Abosai, while this is true, Bedera Halacha, Bedivre Hashkafa, how do we pass in? We pass in Divre Torah Tzrichen Chizok, Divre Sofrim Tzrichen Chizok. That's how we pass in Hashkafically. That a person, a Yid needs, a Yid needs Hashkafa, excuse me, Hashkafa, Yid needs Chizok and everything. I need Chizok, I need to bolster myself in Divre Torah and Daraisas. And I need to bolster myself in the Reisofrim, in the Rabbanans as well. Beautiful. So we're back to Truma. We're back to Truma. Very interesting Mishnah. So Bas Yisrael Me'ureses L'Kohen. I'm sorry. Bas Yisrael Me'ureses L'Kohen. If you have a Bas Yisrael who had Eresin. Right? So again, not Nisuin, but Eresin to a Kohen. Or or she's pregnant from a Kohen, or or her husband died and she's waiting for Yibo to a Kohen, Ubas Kohen, Li Yisrael, or a Bas Kohen who marries Yisrael. Rabbi Yisrael in all of these cases, she's not allowed to eat Shuma. Because Rabbi Yisrael, remember again, the only way a woman is permitted to go ahead and eat Shuma is how? Is if she's married to a Kohen. Full-fledged marriage. Erison is not enough. Carrying the Kohen's child is not enough. Now, again, let me take that back. There are two ways in which she's entitled to Yitzhak. What are the two ways? Either, number one, she's married. She's married to a Kohen. Or B, she has a Kohen's child. Even if the child is out of wedlock. Halacha Lamaisa, again, that would enable her to go ahead and eat Truma. If you don't satisfy one of those two criteria, can't eat Truma. Now, both say that last case... Bas Kohen Lee. So I was talking about a girl who grew up in a Kohanic home, right? She's a Bas Kohen. Therefore, she's in, in her father's home. What? She could eat Shuma. Now, again, obviously, once she marries Yisrael, she is no longer able to go ahead and eat Shuma. Good. Bas Yisrael, Me'ureses Levi. If you have a Bas Yisrael who has Aresin with a Levi, 
or Meuberes Milevi, or she's pregnant from a Levi, or Shomeres Yavam Levi, or she's waiting for Yibum to a Levi, Vichin Bas Levi Li Yisrael, or if a Bas Levi marries Yisrael, Lo Solcha Bamaisa. So both say, now we've just entered into the topic of Maiserishon. Levi gets right, coin, coin gets Truma, Levi gets Maiserishon. I will say, of course, you know that the Levi from his portion has to separate something as well, right? The Levi from his, from his Maiserishon has to separate out Trumas Maiser. Trumas Maiser. But again, we're not getting Trumas Maiser right now. So I will say, now by a Levi, by a Levi, same idea. Halachala Maiser, if a woman wants to eat Maiserishon, Halachala Maiser, she's got to be married to a Levi or have a baby from a Levi. Now, interestingly enough, and then the Mishnah also says that same case, which is Bas Levi Mu'ureses Lakoin Mu'ubar, I'm sorry. Uchain Bas Levi Yisrael. And once a Bas Levi marries Yisrael, she also loses the ability to eat Maiserishon. Okay. Bas Levi Mu'ureses Lakoin. Listen to this case. What if a Bas Levi has Erisin, right? She has Erisin with a Kohen. Or Mu'ubaris Mikoin, she's pregnant from a Kohen. Shomeris Yavam Lakoin, she's waiting for Yibum from a Kohen. Or Bas Kohen Lelevi, or for that matter, a Bas Kohen marries a Levi. In all of these cases, it's very interesting, in all of these cases, Lo Socha Lo Betruma, Lo Those last cases are fascinating, no? Because in those last cases, she can't eat Meiser Rishon because she has, so to speak, left the Levitic home, but she also can't yet eat Truma. Why can't she eat truma? Because halach remember, as we said, truma consumption is based on either being married to a coin or having a baby from a coin. Incredible, incredible. So both say those are all the cases. So the Gemara says, I don't understand. Utehe zara. So the Gemara says, Let, let's, let's go back to this case for just a moment. So the Gemara says over here that, that going, going to, we're folk, we'll say, interestingly enough, We've kind of already spoken, not kind of, we've spoken a lot about Truma already. So now the Gemara is actually going to pick up with the discussion regarding Maiserishon. So I'll say, so remember again, when we get into the Maiserishon, we got into the Basisra Mu'ureses Lelevi Mu'ubares Milevi. So Basisra is Erisin with a Levi, pregnant from a Levi, Shumaris Yavam for a Levi, or a Bas Levi who married Israel can't eat Maiserishon. So the Gemara says, I don't understand. Utei Zara, why, why should she be any worse than just a non-Levi? Zara Mila Achla B'Maiser. They both say, get ready for this. A non-Levi is permitted to eat Maiser Rishon. In other words, say, we'll see why this is in just a moment. As much as we kind of often speak about Truma to the Kohen, Maiser Rishon to the Levi, they are not on equal footing. Whereas truma, Rabosei, right, intentional consumption of truma by a non-coin carries with it karis, unintentional, ultimately is payment of principal plus a fifth. Maiserishon technically is permitted to non-Levian. So I don't understand why, why do you have all of these cases of this woman who's not permitted to eat, to eat Maiserishon? Anyone could eat Maiserishon. Amr Nachman, Amr Shmuel, Hamani Rabbi Merhi. Rabosei, this is a machlokas. So Rabosei, remember, what we're specifically talking about over here is the second part of the Mishnah. Abbas Yisrael is, has erisin to a levi, right? Or Abbas Yisrael is pregnant from a levi. Or a woman is waiting for yibum from a levi. Or Abbas levi marries Yisrael. The Mishnah says she can't eat Maiserishon. Why can't she eat Maiserishon? Anyone is allowed to eat Maiserishon. 
To which the Gemara says, it's a machlokas. The Amar Maiserishon Asr Lazarim. Rabbi Meir is of the opinion, Rabbi Meir holds that Halacha Lamaisa, Maiserishon cannot be consumed by non Kohanim. This is the opinion of Rabbi Meir. The Sanya, Tap of Pevav, Truma Lakohen, Umaiserishon, Levi Div Rabbi Meir. So we'll say, listen to this. There is a machlokas. There is a machlokas. Shall say, so Rabbi Meir holds that just like Truma is given to the Kohen, Maiserishon is given to the Levi. And Halacha Lamaisa, no one else is permitted to consume these items. Take a look at the Tap Rashi and Pevav. Nisinasa Lakohen, so, I'm sorry, Truma Lakohen, Nisinasa Lakohen. Umaiserishon, the Levi Katani, Maiser the Levi, Dumya, the Truma the Kohen. So also in Rabbi Meir's model, Rabbi Meir's model, the giving of Maiserishon to the Levi is the same thing as the giving of the Truma to the Kohen. Matruma, Achilasa, Kinesinasa, the Kohen, Velo, the Zar, Af, meaning Rashi, Af, Maiser the Levi, Achilasa, the Levi, Velo, the Zar. We'll say this is the position of Rabbi Meir. Just like Truma goes to the Kohen and not to anyone else, so too Maiserishon goes to the Levi and not to anyone else. So good. So we'll say, so let's go back to the Gemara. That's Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah matiro the Kohen. Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah says, no, you could even give Maiserishon to a Kohen. Now we'll discuss why he uses that formulation. Matiro. So when he says that he permits, when he says Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah says that you're permitted to go ahead and give Maiserishon to a Kohen, that makes it sound like there's someone who holds that you can't give Maiserishon to a Kohen. No, no, no. What Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah says, you can even give Maiserishon to a Kohen. Okay, so we'll say, let's pause here for just a moment. This is one of these very exciting Gemaras where we're learning something that is such like a Yisodistic fundamental idea. Again, with Truma, everyone's in agreement. Also, there's a good reason why, why by Truma everyone's in agreement. Why? Why? Because it's a Pasuk in the Torah. That's good. It's always helpful. So, right, Truma goes to the Kohen, Kolazar, anyone who's not a Kohen who eats it, penalty of death of Kares, and again, unintentional consumption, payment of principle plus a fifth. That's explicit. What about Maiserishon? So, Machlokis. Rabbi Meir, Maiserishon is for the Levi and for the Levi only. Rabbi Lazar ben, ben Azariah, you can even give Maiserishon to the Kohen. Okay, let's analyze. Here we go. My time is Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir, what's your logic? Why do you hold that Maiserishon could only go to the Levi? Shabbos said, the Pasuk Gemara is quoting over here, Bamidbar Yurches Chavdalit, Kies Masar, I'm sorry, Masar, Bnei Yisrael Sheirimu LaHashem, Truma Nasati LeLevim. So we'll say, the Pasuk here is talking about Maiserishon. That's the topic. The way the Torah phrases it is, the Masar Bnei Yisrael Sheirimu, the Maiserishon, that Bnei Yisrael will separate LaHashem, Truma Nasati LeLevim. I have given to the Levium. So Mary says like this. I both say it is interesting that how does the Torah refer to Maiser Rishon as Truma? Watch this. Just like Truma is prohibited to non-Kohanim, so to again Maiser Rishon is prohibited to non-Kohanim. 
Okay, that's the distinction. So I will say, Ima Chuma Chayavin Alav Misa. So I will say, so therefore, again, that, that's Rabbi Meir's whole Svara, that the Pasuk by Maiserishon calls Maiserishon Truma. Just like Truma is, for, is only for Kohanim, forbidden for non Kohanim, so to Allah Maisa, Maiserishon is only for Leviyim. Incredible. Well, that's the case, Rabbi Meir. If you're going to really make a comparison between Maiserishon and Truma, why don't you say, Ima Truma Chayavan Alav Misa Vachomesh, Af Maiser. Okay, so let's take the comparison all the way. Just like truma, intentional consumption of truma by non-coin carries with it a death penalty, and unintentional consumption carries with it payment of principal plus a penalty fifth. Say the same thing by Maiserishon. Amar Kra, here we go, I'll say, by, my, by, by truma the Pasuk says, umesu bo ki chalaluhu. I'll say, the Pasuk says, they will die for they have profaned it. So I'll say, a reference to those who consume truma. The asav chamishi so alav. The positive by the penalty fifth, you will add on a fifth to it. Bo, we'll say, well, what do we darshan? By the death penalty, by truma, what does it say? Umesu bo. What does bo mean? What does bo mean? It. So the death penalty only applies to truma. Bo velobemaiser. Bo means the death penalty only applies to truma, not to maiser. shown. Alav. The penalty fifth only applies to it. It refers to alav below al meiser. It and not to meiser rishon. So ultimately, again, so, here, so here's Rabbi Meir's entire shita. Right? So Rabbi Meir understands the fact that the Torah calls meiser rishon truma. Tells you that just like truma is for the kohanim, meiser rishon is for the levian. That's step one. I, if that's the case... Then why doesn't cons- illegal consumption of truma, sorry, of maiserishon, carry the same penalty as illegal consumption of truma? Because you have limiting phrases by truma. Bo, alav, the restrictions of truma only apply to, apply to truma, don't apply to maiserishon. Beautiful. The rabbanon, the rabbanon will say, ma truma toveles. Rabbanon say, what did the rabbanon do with this drasha? They'll say like this. Machuma Toveles af Maiserishon Nami Tovel. So Rabbi the Rabbanon understand the comparison. Because Rabbi at the end of the day, you do have to acknowledge that the Torah does refer to Maiserishon as Truma. So what do the Rabbanon do with this comparison? They'll say like this. Just like failure to separate out Truma makes the mixture, makes the grain Tevel. Tevel, which means untithed produce. So to failure to separate out maiserishon also makes the produce tevel. Af maiserishon nami tovel. Okay, And I both say again the brisa. We have a brisa that's the parsha. It's Rabbi Yossi Omer. Yochol lo yehe chayiv ella al tevel shalahu ramimeno kol iker. So I say you might have thought that Allah chalamaisa. It's only called tevel. There's only tevel liability if you removed none of the tithes from the grain. Hura mimenu truma gidola, velo hura mimenu maiserishon. So I'll say, how do I know that even if I separated out truma gidola, which is truma, but didn't separate out maiserishon or maiserishon velo maisersheni, or I separate out maiserishon but didn't separate out maisersheni, vafilu maiserani, or maybe I separated out all of the tithes, but I didn't separate out maiserani, minayin. How do I know that the grain is still considered to be tevel? Talmud lomar, lo suchal, the Pasik says, 
you cannot consume it in your gates. Cannot consume it in your gates. And later on it says, You shall eat it in your gates and you shall be satiated. So the Gemara says, Just like the Sharecha referred to over here is the Maisra'ani, Af Sharecha Amrkan Maisra'ani. So it's Rabbi said the Sharecha said in the first Pasek also refers to Maisra'ani. And Rabbi said the Torah says you shall not consume. Rabbi said this is actually very interesting. So from here you see that Halacha Lamaisa, failure to remove any type of tithe renders the grain or the produce Tevel. So they both say, it's an interesting Havamina. I would have thought that maybe it's only failure to remove like the severe tithes. And I will say, what's the, really the severe tithe is what? Is what? Is Truma, right? Because that's really the only tithe where failure, where, where illegal consumption could result in death. If done intentionally, illegal consumption again has the principal plus a penalty fifth. So the, the Havamina was, it would only be failure to remove Truma that would render the produce Tevel. Kamash Malan, the Gemara teaches a very important Allah, Kamash Malan, failure to remove any tithe, any tithe, by definition goes ahead and renders the mixture tevel. So the Gemara, and if we were to learn that from their Havamina, Lelav. I would have thought ultimately again, it's only a love. Avamisa lo, but perhaps there's no death penalty. Therefore, again, Kamashmala, not like that. Kamashmala Rabosai, that there is this comparison between Truma and Meiser. All right, Lishnachrina, another version of this. Meiserishon, the Tavil, made the Rabbiosi Nafka. Rabosai, the idea that Halachala Meiser, that failure to remove Meiserishon creates a Tavil situation, is learned out from Rabbiosi. But he he hava amina lalav. If that was so, I would have thought there would only be for a love, ava misalo, but I wouldn't think that there would be a death penalty associated with that. Kamashmolon, not like that. Good. So say, so therefore, so so far, what we have coming out of this sugya is remember, we'll say, what, what are we bothered by? What are we bothered by? We're bothered by a very simple question, which is the Mishnah in its second part set up this construct where if a if a Bas Levi, right, if a Bas Levi, right, or a Bas, or I should say, right, a Bas Yisrael is Mureses to a Levi, Erusim with a Levi, pregnant from a Levi, Shomeres Yavam for a Levi, or a Bas Levi who marries Yisrael, can't eat Meiser Rishon. The Gemara is bothered by that. Why? Anyone could eat Meiser Rishon, which I will say opens our eyes to a brand new world of Machlokes, Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah. There is a machlokas about who is permitted to eat Maiserishon. And Rabbi Meir holds the comparison between Truma and Maiserishon. Pasak calls Maiserishon Truma. Just like only a Kohen could eat Truma, so too only a Levi could eat Maiserishon. So I will say, bottom line is, our Mishnah reflects the view of Rabbi Meir that Maiserishon could only be consumed by a Levi. However, it's important for our purposes, for right to also understand, there's Rabbi Laza ben Azariah. And Rabbi Laza ben Azariah says, anyone, anyone could eat Maiserishon. What we just did in this last section over here is went through where they learn out their respective shitos from, their respective opinions from, and also how each one uses the Pasuk of the other. Beautiful. Let's analyze. But Mayo Kimta, so we'll say, here we go. So Mayo Kimta, so we'll say, now, how have we set up the Mishnah? 
right? How we set up the Mishnah. So now again, I both say, if you have, so our Mishnah teaches us that if a Bas Yisrael has Erison with a Levi, she cannot eat Maiser Rishon. Okay, so now whose opinion is reflected? Who does our Mishnah reflect? Mayo Kimta, Kurabi Meir. Meir, who holds that Maiser Rishon can only be consumed by a Levi. Okay, so Amos Seifa, but let's look at the end of the Mishnah. Bas Levi Meurases Lakoin. So I will say, okay, now we come to a problem. Let's look at the end of the Mishnah. What was the end of the Mishnah? A Bas Levi has Erisin with a Kohen. Or a Bas Kohen has Erisin with a Levi. So I will say, in this case, these women can't eat anything. Right? When I, not, not literally anything. In other words, they can't eat Maiserishon. Right? Because there's no, there's no baby or marriage from a Levi. And they can't eat truma because there's not yet marriage or baby with a Kohen. So the Gemara says, Hacha, my Zoros Ika. They will say, I don't understand. See, in the case, in the case of a Bas Levi who's Mu'reses to a Kohen, or a Bas Kohen who's Mu'reses to a Levi, they will say, in both of these cases, this woman, this woman is, is linked in, in a strong fashion to shave at Levi. So, right, because either way, she's either in the Kohanic family, or Levi, she's in Shevet Levi. So why can't she eat Maiserishon in this case? To which the Gemara of says, My eno ocheles diktani, eno nosenes rishos litro. Interesting. No, no, what does it mean when it says she doesn't eat? What it means is she can't authorize, she can't authorize her agent to tithe the produce. I will say, take a look at Rash for just a moment. The Rashi is right across from Tosus, Af Maiserishon. So Rashi says over here, So I'll say interesting. So let's say, let's say in the case of ultimately again, a Bas lady who's Mi'ureses to a Kohen. So I will say what we're suggesting now is that she could eat Maiserishon. She could eat Maiserishon, why did say? Because either way, she is already inextricably linked with Shevet Levi, right? Because she's a Bas Levi, she has Eris into a coin. So what can she do? She can't instruct her, her agent to go ahead and separate out Trumas Maiser from her Aruses, from her Erisin husbands, from her Kohen husbands, produce. Okay, so the Gemara says, Michlal Dinesua no Senes Rishus. So I will say, does that mean that a woman during Nisuin has the right to instruct an agent to go ahead and separate, uh, tithe her husband's produce? Vatanya, we learned. Vachaltem also bechomakom. I will say, the Pasik says, you shall go ahead and eat this in any area, right? The Gemara says, Vachaltem also bechomakom. Atem uva, I'm sorry, Vachaltem also bechomakom. Atem ubeischem. So I will say, what does this teach me? Limate on the sua bas Yisrael, shenosenes rishos litrom. I will say, this teaches me about a nesua bas Yisrael, that I will say, this is a case ultimately again of a bas Yisrael married to a lady, that she has the ability to go ahead and give rishos to a shaliach, to go ahead and tithe trumas meiser. At omer rishos litrom, o eno eno lechel, you're telling me that's true that she's giving, she has the ability to authorize the shaliach to go and separate out tithes, or maybe it's only to consume. Amrit chuma chamura ochalas 
So we'll say if she has the ability to eat truma chamura, of course she has the ability to go and eat meiser. So el alimed al nesua bas yisrael shenosenes rishos litrom. Rather, I will say what it does teach us is that halach la a woman who is fully married, does have the ability to authorize an agent to separate out tithes from her husband's produce. And therefore the novelty in the Mishnah is that the ability for a wife to authorize a shaliach to tithe produce is only when? During Eresin, sorry, during Nisuin and not during Eresin. Okay. Ooh, this is fascinating. This is fascinating. There's another halacha over here. The safe of the Mishnah is coming to teach me a different halacha, which is Rabbi said the following case. Listen to this. You have a bas lady, a bas lady, who is me'ureses to the Kohen. Right? The bas lady who's me'ureses to a Kohen. So Rabbi said, now watch this. Now, halacha la'maisa, So the Mishnah says that such a woman can't eat maiser sheni and can't eat truma. Can't eat truma. So the truma part I understand. Why can't she eat Maiser Shani? To which the Gemara says, it doesn't mean she can't eat Maiser Shani. Do you know what it means? Listen to this. So I was there, I said, So listen to this. So the Gemara says, um, this teaches, what has come to teaching us is, if she shows up at the threshing floor, we will not give her tithes. We will not give her Maiser Shani at the threshing floor. Right? So I will say, so again, this should be very clear. This is the Seifa of the Mishnah, either talking about the case of Levia Meuresas Lakoin Bas Levi with Erisin to a Kohen, or Bas Kohen Meuresas to a Levi. When it says that she can't eat Maiserishon, what that means is what? If she shows up at the threshing floor, we will not give her Maiserishon. It doesn't mean she can't eat it. In the house, she could eat it. But if she shows up to the threshing floor to try to claim it, we will not give it to her. Why not? I will say, what's going on? This is fascinating. There is a general opinion that we don't want women showing up at the threshing floor to collect tithes. Why? There could be a yichud problem. I will say, yichud is the halacha that says that a man is not permitted to be alone with another woman. Can't be secluded. So we, uh, who's, who's, not, who's not his wife or is not his daughter, right? So halacha la we're con- in general, we don't want women, Jewish women, going to a threshing floor because you could have a situation of yichud. So in general, so therefore, I will say, the, the way we kind of give teeth to that legislation is saying how we don't dispense tithes to women on the threshing floor. It avoids yichud. It avoids yichud. Elamandar mishum grusha, Rabosai, according to the opinion, it says grusha, Rabosai, the other opinion says, no, no, no. Do you know why we don't dispense tithes to women on the threshing floor? Because Rabosai, watch this. What's the concern? Maybe a woman was married, and as a married woman, she's entitled to tithes. Now she gets divorced. As a divorcee, is she entitled to continue to collect truma or meiser? It depends, right? It, dep- it depends on the situation. But Allah HaMaisa, we're concerned that if she becomes accustomed to coming to a threshing floor, and on the threshing floor, they become accustomed to giving her the tithes, then what's going to happen? She's going to continue to illegally collect, even when? After divorce. So the Gemara says, Elamandar Mishum Grusha, Grusha, Bas Levi, Milo, Akhlaba, Maiser. And both say, but if we're talking about a case of Maiser Rishon, and you have a Bas Levi who's Mi'ureses to a Kohen, guess what? Even if she's divorced, she's still entitled to what? She's still entitled to eat Maiser Rishon. So what will be the problem? Mm-hmm. No, Bosai. What's the concern? 
The concern isn't about a Grusha Bas Kohen or a Grusha Bas Levi. What's the concern about? A Grusha Bas Yisrael. See, they both say, if you have a Bas Yisrael who marries a Kohen or a Bas Yisrael who marries a Levi. So when she gets married, suddenly again, she's married a Kohen, she's entitled to eat what? Truma. She marries Levi, she's entitled to eat Maiserishon. If we get used to giving her ties on the threshing floor and then she gets divorced, so I both say, maybe she doesn't know or we don't know about her divorce and what happens? She continues to show up and collect. That's problematic. That's problematic. I bet if that's the case, then why are you setting this up as a case of Erosin? It's also the same, same issue as concern. Same concern exists by Nisuin. To which the Gemara says, you're right. You're right. So the ID, the Tana Rishimurases, Tana Nami Seifa Meurases. Well, say, Inaki Nami, the Gemara says, you're absolutely correct. All the Mishnah was going for is Mishnaic symmetry. Mishnaic symmetry, since we started out as Meurases, we go and we finish up as Meurases. Beautiful. Tana Rabban on the Gemara says, we learned, Truma Lakoinu Maisrisha on the Levi. So we'll say, now we're going back. We're going back. So we'll say, now we've gone through the Mishnah. I will say, let's dig in now, because what's really, what's really fascinating about, say, about this is, you know, we're, we're conditioned to think Truma is the portion, not conditioned, Truma is the portion of the Kohen, and ultimately Maishrishon is the portion of the Levi. And I will say, it would make sense to say that just as Truma is the singular property of the Kohen, so too Maishrishon is the, ta- remember again, I will say, the Kam denominator between the Kohen and the Levim is what? What's Kam denominator? Both part of Shevet Levi, and therefore both what? don't have land. They don't own land. They don't have a tribal portion. These gifts are designed to aid in the support of Shevet Levi. So I will say, what guarantees the support of a Kohen? The fact that no one else is permitted to eat his truma. So I will say, it's fascinating to see this discussion that the Levim don't seem to enjoy this same level of dedicated entitlement. So I will say, so let's analyze this a little bit. So Tan Rabbanon, here we go. Truma lakoinu maiserishon levi div Rabbi Akiva. So I will say, Rabbi Akiva is the same opinion like Rabbi Meir. Namely that halacha lamaisa, just like Truma goes to the coin, maiserishon goes to the levi. Rabbi Loza ben Azari says as follows. Rabbi Loza, listen to this. He says, Rabbi Loza ben Azari, I will say, fascinating. Listen to this. Omer, Amud Beis, Omer, likoin, likoin. My Sirishon goes to the Kohen. What? What? What's going on over here, Abosai? So again, just say, you shouldn't have making this up. It's the last line of the Gemara. Right? Rabbi Akiva says, Truma goes to the Kohen. My Sirishon goes to the Levi. Rabbi Elizabeth and Azari says, no, we'll give Truma to the Kohen and my Sirishon to the Kohen. The Kohen below the Levi? Says, no, what? They're going to give my Sirishon to the Kohen and not to the Levi? So Abosai, no, no, no. Ema af le Kohen. Rather say, Abosai, what does it mean? My Sirishon can also be given to the Kohen. In other words, I'm not saying it doesn't go to the Levi, but it can also be given to the Kohen. So I will say, okay, let's analyze this. My time of the Rabbi Akiva. Let's start with Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva's model, Shuma to the Kohen, my Sirishon to the Levi. Okay? Let's start with that. Um, Okay, fine. Let's start with that. So Shuma to the Kohen, my Sirishon to the Levi. So I will say, my time, my time, Beautiful. Right, so my, my time with Rabbi Akiva. So we'll say, right, what, what's the logic of Rabbi Akiva? So we'll say, here we go. So the Pasik over here, the Gemara is quoting, as, 
The Pasuk over the Gemara is referencing is actually the Pasuk of Trumas Meiser, which says that when the Levi gets his Meiser Rishon, he is obligated to separate out a piece of that Meiser for the Kohen. That's called Trumas Meiser. So there will say the way the Torah phrase, So Rabbi Akiva will say, Right? Ultimately, again, we'll say when the Torah speaks about, the Torah speaks about Meiser, who is it talking to? The Levim, which indicates to us what? Who does Meiser Rishon belong to? Levim. Levim. So the Gemara says, And I will say, listen to this. The other piece will go according to Rabbi Shoban Levi. What does Rabbi Shoban Levi say? Rabbi Shoban Levi, Nikru Kohanim Levim. So we'll say, listen to this. In 20, so we'll say, what now? Okay, so for, before we go on. So we'll say, so therefore, Rabbi Akiva's, Rabbi Akiva's sheet is like this. It's very simple. The Torah, when it speaks about, again, get, separating out Maiserishon or getting Maiserishon, it's a passage explicitly addressed to the Levim. So therefore, the Levim get Maiserishon. So we'll say, what does Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah, what does he do with this passage? What does he do with the Pasuk? So I'll say, now watch this. Ve'idach, Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah will say, well, one second. Let's not ignore the position of Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. What does Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi say? Here we go. Don't Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. Ve'esim ve'arba mekomos nikru kohanim leviim. So I'll say, interestingly enough, in 24 places, kohanim are called leviim. Ve'zeh echad mehem. And this is one of them. Ve'hakohanim ha'leviim b'nei tzadok. So we'll say, listen to this. The Pasuk says, the Kohanim, the Levim, B'nei Tzadok. Now Rashi points out there, B'nei Tzadok, Tzadok Kohen Haya, the Karo Lebanov HaLevim. So we'll say, interestingly enough, Tzadok was a Kohen, but it called his sons Levim. Now we'll say, it's actually not a contradiction. Why is it not a contradiction to call Kohanim Levim? Why? All from Shevet Levi. All from, they're all Levitic, right? Kohanim are Levitic as well. So the Gemara Rabbi Akiva, Hacha lo matis amrit. Rabbi Akiva will say here you can't really go ahead and claim that. Why? The Torah says you shall eat it in any place. Staff refers to someone or something that could be eaten in any place. Rabbi will say this comes to exclude a Kohen. Ultimately, again, who can't eat in any place. So, say, so again, here's, here's what's happening over here. You've got on one hand, Rabbi Akiva saying that halacha lamaisa, the Pasuk, when he speaks out, Maiserishon is specifically addressed to the Levium. Okay? Therefore, telling me, Maiserishon only belongs to the Levium. Rabbi Elizabeth Nazari says, uh, I don't know. You know, because often Kohanim are also called Levium. So therefore, I will say, whenever you see Levi mentioned in the Torah, so I will say, Rabbi Akiva's whole model is, if the Torah says Levi, Levi is to the exclusion of what? Exclusion of what? Kohen. To which Rabbi Lazar and Azariah says, no. No, there are 24 places where ultimately Kohanim are called Leviim, which means that even when you see the Torah say Levi, Levi means Levi. Of course it means Levi, but it doesn't have to exclude Kohen, and therefore, even over here by Maiser Rishon, even the Torah is specifically saying that Maiser Rishon goes to the Levi that doesn't have to exclude a Kohen, to which Rabbi Akiva responds and he says, no, because Rabbi Akiva the Torah says when it comes to Maiser Rishon, it says, 
You shall eat it in any place. Now, now watch this. Says Rabbi Akiva, who does that refer to? This refers to someone who could eat Maiserishon in any place. However, this comes to exclude a Kohen who can't eat this item, who can't eat Maiserishon in any place. You'll say, because why? A Kohen can't eat where? He can, can a Kohen eat Bechol Makum? No, right? Where can't he eat? Where can't he eat? Cemetery. Let's that sound strange. I'll tell you. I remember when we moved to Baltimore, the most interesting thing I found is uh, the cemetery right here. What is it on Park Heights, Truett Hill, right? Where people go for Sunday trips to a cemetery. Granted, again, it's the duck pond right next to the cemetery. But Lamaisa, lest you think it's so crazy that people picnic in a cemetery down the block, right? Down the block. I'm not in the cemetery proper, but right next to it. So I will say, so Rabbi Akiva says like this. It's fascinating. So Rabbi Akiva says, when speaking about Maiserishim, the Torah says you shall eat it in any place, meaning only people who could consume things in any place are entitled to this. Who's a person who could consume items in any place? A lady. Who's a person who can't consume items in any place? A Kohen. And therefore, by definition, you see that Maiserishim is limited to a lady, not to a Kohen. V'idach. I, what will Rabbi Lazar ben Azari say to this? V'idach. Kol debai. So I say, ultimately, again, Rabbi Lazar ben Azari will say that it means referring to the fact that you could eat items anywhere in any geographic location, i.e., it doesn't have to be consumed within the walls of Yerushalayim. Fine. So the Gemara tells a story. So we'll say, so this is our fundamental machlokas. Our fundamental machlokas, Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Laza ben Azariah, namely halacha lamaisa. Once again, we'll say, by the way, it's pretty much the same machlokas as Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Laza ben Azariah, right? Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Meir are saying the same, are saying the same position. Rabbi say, just so you know, Rabbi Meir was Rabbi Akiva's Talmud. Was Rabbi Akiva's Talmud, right? Rabbi Akiva was, Rabbi, Rabbi Meir was one of his Talmudim. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Meir is one of his Talmudim. So the Gemara says, so the Gemara says, listen, listen to this story. So here we go. Rabbi Akiva, my story is shown only for Levium. Rabbi Elozer ben Azariah, Rabbi remember again, Rabbi Elozer ben Azariah's position was, even Kohanim are entitled to my Okay, now watch. Here we go. Listen to this story. Hahi ginsa get ready for this story. There was a particular garden. There was a garden, and Rabbi Lozab and Azariah, who was a Kohen, Rabbi and Azariah himself was a Kohen. He used to go. Rashi points out to me, Rabbi Lozab and Azariah, second line on the top. Kohen haya kidam bebrachos Ezra. Ezra. Both incredible. Rabbi Lozab and Azariah was a tenth generation descendant of of Ezra, and he was a Kohen. He was a Kohen. Now watch this. So there was a garden. Rabbi Lozab and Azariah used to go into the garden and take the Maiserishon for himself. He's a Kohen. He's a Kohen. Get ready. Azul Rabbi Akiva, Ahadre Kivri. What did Rabbi Akiva do? He didn't want Rabbi Lozab and Azariah taking from the Maiserishon. He reoriented the entranceway of the garden so that the only way you could access it was going through a cemetery. No greater way to block entry to a Kohen than to go and change the entrance through a cemetery. Amr, Rabbi Lozab ben Azariah, got upset. He said, Akiva bitarmilo. 
Akiva is walking around with his pouch, but I'll be just fine. Now, what, what does that mean? Look at Rashi. Akiva betarmilo, bishum drabi Akiva rayed the kalba savuahava. Rabbi said this was an insult to Rabbi Akiva. It was an insult to Rabbi Akiva. That Rabbi Akiva ultimately, when it says his pouch, this was a reference, shepherds used to go out and walk around with a pouch. Rabbi Akiva was the ignorant shepherd of Kalba Savua, who became his future father-in-law. So ultimately, again, what Rabbi Elizabeth ben Azari will say, fighting words, Rabbi Elizabeth ben Azari says, shepherd, shepherd, do whatever you want. I'll be just fine. Right? So he was calling Rabbi Akiva shepherd, ref- which I will say so, so strange and so, so, so intense, referencing the fact that Rabbi Akiva began his life as an ignorant shepherd, but that Rabbi Elizabeth ben Azari was also very wealthy. See, he's like, Chaye, I'll be just fine. I'll be just fine. But you're, right, you're the shepherd. So I was like, what, what, what's going on over here? What, 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 what is going on? So I was like, I'll share with you. There's an incredible statement to the Marsha. So the Marsha comments on this and he says, the Marsha says, listen to this. He says, Rabbi Akiva, see, I was like, he says, Milosho Zemashan, Yod Rabbi Akiva, Dasrallah Zeban Azariah. So I will say, so Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva wasn't, wasn't clear exactly why Rabbi Loza ben Azariah was doing what he did. We're going to see, Rabbi say that there is an ensuing discussion about even if you hold that halacha lemaisa, kohanim are entitled to maiserishon, why are they entitled to maiserishon? We're, we're going to get into this in just a little bit. But Rabbi Akiva wasn't sure why Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah was going ahead and taking Maisa Rishon. What he did know was what? Rabbi Loza ben Azariah what? Didn't need the Maisa Rishon. Didn't need the Maisa Rishon. So therefore he went ahead and he felt that he was within the right to prevent Rabbi Loza ben Azariah by taking it, by changing the entranceway through a cemetery. So Rabbi Loza, as a matter of short, we'll, we'll see this in just a moment. We'll see in just a moment why. Rabbi Loza, so why does Rabbi Loza ben Azariah have such a strong reaction? I will say, by the way, it's an incredible Musar Haskell. If you have a problem with someone or something they're doing, talk it out. Don't take unilateral action. Because the moment you take unilateral action without dialogue, is the mo- and a moment, therefore, that a person feels that they're not heard, is the moment that leaves a person very offended. Or was Rabbi Loza ben Azaria in the right to make such a statement about Rabbi Akiva? I don't know. I'm not, who's, who's, who are we to stand in, 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 in judgment of Rabbi Loza ben Azaria? It doesn't seem like it's the right thing to do to reference someone's past as an ignorant shepherd. It doesn't seem like it's the right thing to do. But I will say often when people are hurt, they don't necessarily do the right thing. They don't say the right thing, they don't do the right thing. I will say what's missing from this exchange is exactly that, an exchange. Right, Rabbi Akiva just unilaterally you know, changes the entranceway of the of the garden. Never speaks to Rabbi Loza ben Azariah. Never discusses Rabbi Loza ben Azariah. It's a machlokas. It's a machlokas. Rabbi Loza ben Azariah, just curious. You're fabulously wealthy. Why are you taking the Maiserishon from the garden? Just want to understand why this is going on. That's the piece that's missing. That's the piece that's missing, and it's the fact that Rabbi Akiva takes action essentially condemning Rabbi Loza ben Azariah's actions without ever engaging him in any level of dialogue that leads Rabbi Loza ben Azariah to be profoundly hurt. And Rabbi Loza, sometimes people say things that they don't mean, or even if they mean, 
things that they should not say when they are hurt. I will say such an incredible Musar Haskil. If you have a problem with something that someone is doing, engage in dialogue. Because if you take unilateral action more often than not, it just makes matters worse. So I will say, what is happening over here? So here we go. Here we go. Fasting so itmar. So we'll say, now the, the Gemara is presupposing, presupposing that halochalamaisa kohanim can consume maiserishon. Kohanim can consume. So the Gemara says, why? Why, why was Maiserishon taken away from the Levium? So get ready for this. Get ready. Levium, get ready for this. So Pligi Barabi Ochanan Vesabia. So Rabbi Ochanan and another old man, Vesabia, another old sage, argued. Chad Amar Shalom Alibime Ezra. Wow. I will say, we know that when Ezra comes back to rebuild the second base, Hamikdash, only a fraction of the Jewish people ascended with him. But there was one group that was absolutely missing. Who was missing? Levium. It's fascinating. As, as a group, as a group, the Levium were absent. And I will say, because they did not come up with Ezra, Ezra penalized them. And what was the penalized? What, what was the penalization? What was the punishment? Ultimately, takes away their Maiserishon. Now, not takes it away, but allows others to benefit from it as well. Others here will say, no, no, no. That the right for Kohanim to go ahead and eat my Sirishon was will say as follows. A Kohen has truma, but truma is only good when? If you're tar. If you're tame, you can't eat truma. So Chazal gave Kohanim the right to eat my Sirishon as well, so they have something to subsist on even when they are Tameh. So I understand if you tell me that ultimately, again, they didn't come up with Ezra, it's a knas. It's a penalty. It's a penalty. We're going to take away their Maiserishon. Now, when we say take it away, it doesn't mean that Levium can't eat it. It just means that suddenly it is consumable by others as well. But if you say that this is about the Kohanim having something to eat when they are, when they are tummy, I don't understand. So to benefit the Kohanim will penalize the Levim? That doesn't seem fair. Fascinating. Everyone agrees. Everyone agrees that there was a penalty levied upon the Levim because they did not ascend with Ezra. Say the Levim as a group did not ascend with Ezra, and therefore they were penalized. I will say, what was the penalty? What was the penalty? That other people besides Levium are going to get to eat Maiserishon. So what's the Machlokes? Here we go. Here's the Machlokes. One says, I will say that ultimately again, the Knas means, that, or how does the Knas materialize? Who's permitted to eat Maiserishon? Aniyim. That Maiserishon was given to the poor as well, namely so that poor people could take Maiserishon. Umar Sabar, no, 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 the Knas is Kohanim bimeitumasan. Oh, I'm sorry. Umar Sabar, Kohanim bimeitumasan, Anim Ninhu, or other say, Kohanim during the days that they are poor, I'm sorry, during the days that they're Tameh, are also considered to be Anim, right? Why are they Anim? Because they don't have access to Truma. So this is fascinating. So say just an important historical piece of information. Everyone is agreeing. Everyone is agreeing. There's like two, there's, there's two stages to Maiserishon. There's Maiserishon before 
before Ezra, Maisei Rishon after Ezra. Maisei Rishon before Ezra, it's quite possible to say, was the exclusive purview of the Levium. Maisei Rishon after Ezra, the Levium are penalized. And therefore, again, we'll say, how are they penalized? Other people besides Levium have access to Maisei Rishon. Who has access? One opinion, Levium. Other opinion, even, I'm sorry, one opinion, Aniyim, the poor. Other opinion, even Kohanim. Even Kohanim. So the Gemara says, So we'll say, I understand if you hold that the, the, that, that solution was really given to the poor, now I understand the story. They both say, this is why, let's go back for just a moment. What don't we understand? Why did Rabbi Akiva prevent Rabbi Lozab ben Azariah from going into the garden and taking the Maishu Yishon? Lozab ben Azariah is a coin. Why did he prevent him from doing so? Oh, now I understand it. If you understand that the Kenas of Ezra gave Maiserishon to the Aniyim, that's why Rabbi Akiva came along and prevented Rabbi Lazar ben Azai from entering the garden. So the Gemara says, Mishum hachi ahadri Rabbi Akiva lepischa de kivri. I understand, because Rabbi Akiva felt that really what? Really, really Rabbi Lazar ben Azai was not entitled to the Maiserishon. Maiserishon goes to Aniyim, not to Kohanim. So I will say, but according to the one who says that the penalty of Ezra was that Maiserishon goes even to Kohanim. Why did Rabbi Akiva reroute the entrance of the of the of the garden through the through the through the cemetery? According to that, again, Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah should have been entitled to go ahead and take the Maiserishon. That's what he said to him. So I will say this. this, this so interestingly enough. It's not clear. Hakel Kamarle means this is what Rabbi Akiva said to Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah. Then I will say the drama of the story, as it was told before, is is in the fact that what there wasn't a conversation. So whether this means this is what Rabbi Akiva meant to convey to Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah, or maybe Enochinami, maybe there was an actual conversation. It just wasn't recorded before. Sahli Kamarle. This is what Rabbi Akiva said to Rabbi Zabin Azariah. If you're coming to collect the Maiserishon because of the penalty, then fine. So Rabbi Akiva, so I'm sorry, Rabbi Akiva was saying to Rabbi Zabin Azariah, I just, Rabbi Zabin Azariah, I just want to say why you're coming. If you're coming because of the penalty, and therefore, again, you feel as a Kohen, you're, and maybe you're Tameh, you're not permitted to go, you, you're, you're permitted to eat this, right? And therefore, again, it's been assigned to you, fine. But if you're coming to collect this because you think that you have the rights in this, I just want to be clear, you don't have rights. You don't have rights. So that appears to be what Rabbi Akiva was concerned about. Are you coming alts knas or are you coming alts rights? If you think that you have a right of disbursement, a chalukah, that you do not have. But if you're coming out knas penalty, then that you do have. And, and again, so where, where is the conversation? So again, it doesn't appear that there was an actual conversation. But Allah said, this is what Rabbi Akiva was troubled by. So we'll, say, you know, we'll stop over here for today. Well, we'll end this, we'll end this last sugi. We'll, we'll end this last piece. This last piece is from where do we see ultimately again that the Levium did not ascend? That last piece of history, Mirza Shem Tamar Bosai. Shkoyach.